There we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. Y'all, we made it to almost the end of the week. Woohoo! Like I said, you're watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Who am I? I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. Not only am I host of the show, but I am also the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help you get your business paperwork together. So if you need help with things like contracts, getting your business registered with the state, making sure um, that you have an EIN number, a DUNS number, an operating agreement, hiring employees properly, setting up um, you know, your your uh, accounting systems, however you choose to do so, or setting up money management systems for your business, I help you do those things. Why am I qualified to help you do those things? I'm so happy that you asked. I'm a licensed attorney, have been one for 14 years in accounting with a specialization in business formation. I have started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I have had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but so many of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to make it in business, there's just some things that you're going to need to know. So that is where I come in. If you would like to see how we can work together to get your business off the ground in 2020, Hi So Rap 21, um, you can go to the link in my bio, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. There you can set up a free 15 minute consultation if you are a first time client. Just um, push the book your coaching session button. You can also download my free business launch cheat sheet, which will help you get your dream business started in seven days or less. It is completely free. As well, I'm having a party on Sunday. I'm having a vision board party and you are all invited to get your invitation and know exactly what's going to happen. Go to the, that link in my bio and grab your invite, okay? So the vision board party is going to be so much fun. We are going to toast to our accomplishments. We're going to have wine. We're going to set goals. We're going to come up with affirmations. It's going to be a good time, all right? Now, I've told you about my business. Let me tell you about this show if you're a first time watcher. Here's how it works. I pull stories from the uh, from the news that we can, you know, that I think have concepts that we can learn as business owners or um, aspiring business owners, and we have a conversation. I don't just talk to you. We have a conversation. So I will be asking you to put, you know, to type in some emojis, put in some letters, you know, to make sure that you're paying attention and that you know what's going on. As well, if you have questions, feel free to drop them in the comments. This is a place of learning. No question is too small. No question is too big. All right. I can't say that I will always have the answer immediately, but we will figure it out together. All right. So let's get started. If y'all are ready, let me see at least two readies in the comments. Let me see at least two readies. Let me see at least two readies. Um, I think we're going to have a fairly quick show today as well because um, the stories that we have, while they are interesting, um, they're pretty quick. Uh, okay. Thank you for the ready, so rap 21. <laughs> ready like Freddy. Thank you, Key Crafty. All right. So first story we're talking about has to do with the title of the show, y'all. Um, if you watched the show last week, we had a whole discussion um, 
We talked about these pants that were being sold by Ralph Lauren that had the Greek letters for the, uh, the Phi Beta Sigma fraternity on the pants as well as the Mason symbol. They were selling these pants for like $335 on their French website, right? And um, now somebody um, ca called them on it and they immediately took the pants down. But in a strange turn of events, Ralph Lauren is now suing a Los Angeles-based um, clothing company for trademark infringement. Okay, so there is a company in Los Angeles called VNDS. Um, the, the, the VNDS stands for Very Nearly Dead Stock. You sneakerheads probably know what that means. I have a vague idea of what dead stock means, but I'm not that invested to really figure it out. Um, but VNDS Los Angeles, they are a retro-inspired custom apparel and accessories um, store. Uh, business. So what they basically do is they take um, vintage or items that they've thrifted or items that they've found and they kind of either resell them or make them new. I went to um, their website and I saw some things that they had. Some of them were like, you know, uh, brand name items that, you know, they may have purchased somewhere and they were reselling them. And some of them were kind of what's called upcycled. If you are into fashion, you know that um, the fashion industry is getting into sustainability and there's a big push towards upcycling, meaning using old fabrics, old items, and, you know, repurposing them and making them into new fashion items. So this company, they upcycle and they also resell authentic items. Um, here's where some of the trouble comes, uh, comes with Ralph Lauren. So this company, they will take Ralph Lauren things, but they will make them into something different and then keep the Ralph Lauren, uh, uh, polo, um, label. So like there's a hat that they have on their website. It's like this yellow hat. It has polo right across the top, but it was a hat that they made from some Ralph Lauren shorts. And there are several pieces like this throughout their whole online store. And basically, Ralph Lauren is um, suing them for trademark infringement and counterfeiting because they are keeping the, you know, the Ralph Lauren polo uh, trademark on these items, their symbol, and they're, they're remaking them. These are not genuine Ralph Lauren items. These are items that they have used Ralph Lauren materials, but they have substantially changed it. So... Ralph Lauren is suing this uh, custom apparel and accessory store for trademark infringement. And I just thought it was really funny because we were just, they were just on the other end of this last week with Phi Beta Sigma because they were trying to sell $335 pants with the Phi Beta Sigma letters. So ladies and gentlemen, do you think that this is just karma for Ralph Lauren? Um, hi, Jessica Alexander. You think this is just karma for Ralph Lauren, or do you think that this uh, VNDS Los Angeles is doing too much? They're taking the Ralph Lauren stuff, tearing it apart, putting it back together, but still keeping that, that polo label on there. Do you think that that counts as trademark infringement? I want to know your thoughts on this. Because I can understand why Ralph Lauren is mad. Even though last week they were in the wrong, I can understand. It's like, it's one thing if you take my shorts, you know, and then you resell the shorts because you maybe you bought them at a thrift store. It's another thing if you take my shorts, rip them apart, make a hat with it, but then still put my label on it. 
you know? Um, but this may just be Ralph Lauren's karma for trying to steal and, and make money off of, you know, a very prestigious black Greek organization. Y'all are very quiet tonight. No thoughts on this story? That's okay. I really just wanted to bring it up because I thought that it was um, great payback for Ralph Lauren and their snafu with Phi Beta Sigma. Okay? So tell your Sigma friends that Ralph Lauren's karma has come back to bite them. All right? All right, next story that we are talking about. Um, Do I have any Kylie Jenner fans here? If you like Kylie Jenner, if you have heard of Kylie Jenner... Uh, If you know about the Kardashians, give me a K in the comments. If you know who Kylie Jenner is or the Kardashians, Kylie Jenner, give me a K in the comments. I need some Ks. You have to have at least heard of Kylie Jenner because if you are on social media, you can't get away from that whole family. Thank you for the K, so rap 21. Um, Well, uh, regardless of how you feel about Kylie... Um, Kylie may be coming to, <laughs> Keycraftique said those thieves. Okay, let me know how you really feel. Regardless of how you feel about them, apparently Kylie will be coming to a city near you for Kylie, for Kylie Con. Um, Kylie has filed, uh, trademark applications for three f- phrases. One is Kylie Con, C-O-N. The other is Kylie Khan, K-O-N, and the third is Kylie Museum. So, um, I mean, look, regardless of how you feel about them, Kylie Jenner, she's very popular. She has a big following, and I guess she's trying to capitalize it, and she's going to make her own convention. Um, I think it's of, of note to say that Kylie recently sold half of her company for $600 million because her brand is so recognizable. So, um... What what do you guys think would be at a Kylie convention? What do you think? What I, when I've gone to conventions, they're always like nerdy type things, like comic book conventions or whatever, or business conventions. So, I mean, people sell things, people talk. Well, what do you think is going to be at a Kylie convention? And what do you think about her even having one? Do you think it's worth it for her to try and, you know, start doing conventions? Do you think that she has a big enough following or enough, um, social clout to, to make this work. What do y'all think? Hi, hi, black ass K. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I personally do not very much care for Kylie Jenner, um, or her family. They are great material for the show, but, um, you know, they're just not my cup of tea. But I think that uh, one of the things that they do very well is brand themselves. And they they have trademarks all over the place. And, you know, this is just another stone in the Kardashian-Jenner empire. Um, good luck, Kylie. I'm pretty sure these are going to pass. I'm not, I don't think anybody else is trying to do a Kylie convention anywhere. Um, so enjoy all your money. <laughs> all right. Um, we are, we only have two more stories. Y'all are so quiet today. I'm feeling nervous, guys. What's happening? Are, is everything okay? Let me know y'all are out there. I'm, I'm, unless you're driving. If you're driving, don't do anything. 
But if you're not driving, just let me know you're okay because it's a little bit quiet today. Even Instagram's quiet. I'm very surprised. All right. Anyway, for those of you watching later, you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my uh, Monday through Thursday live uh, live broadcast where I teach business concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. I'm having a party on Sunday. Come join me. Go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and get your invitation to my virtual vision board party. Keycraft Teak said nothing but a bunch of stolen ideas. I don't get the hype for them. Keycraft Teak, I'm right there with you, but we cannot deny that they have an influence on society. When they put their name on something, it sells. Um, so maybe I guess we're just not their demographic. Because their demographic, for the most part that I've seen, is at least younger than me. I ain't afraid to say I'm 38 years old. So I don't think the Kardashians are necessarily geared towards someone like myself. But I'm all for somebody making their money. And so go make your money. <laughs> All right. Next uh, story that we are talking about. Um, we have a Tiffany story twice this week. Hi, DNS Design Houston. Designs Houston. Uh, oh, hey, Houston. All right. I got another Texas person here. Hi, guys. All right. Next story we are talking about is has to do with Tiffany & Co. Tiffany & Co. has come up twice this week in our stories. Hmm, must be something in the air. So if you were here earlier in the week, we talked about how um, Tiffany's won against Costco uh, when Costco was putting Tiffany's on the engagement rings that they were selling in their stores. Well, Tiffany has won yet another battle, um, but this time it's not against another big box store. It's actually against, you know, a small one-person business owner. Um, if you know what Tiffany's jewelry is, give me a T in the comments. High run, jump, bounce. If you know what Tiffany's jewelry is, give me a T in the comments. And I said, what about breakfast at Tiffany's? Um, if you don't know what Tiffany's is, they are a, they are a, a long-standing jewelry brand. Um, apparently, they have made, thank you for the tea, Key Crafty, between 2013 and 2017, thank you, DNS Designs Houston, between 2013 and 2017, Tiffany & Co. made $981.6 million. Um, so, you know, they're a pretty big deal. They they were just purchased by uh, LVMH, the, you know, the, the, the company that owns all those luxury brands. And they were able to tack on like $2.5 million more dollars to the, um, the price that they were willing to sell it for simply because their name has such recognition out in the marketplace, right? Thank you for the tea, Tina. Thank you for the tea, Tina. I like that. Okay. Um, so Tiffany's is out here. Okay. Um, here's the problem. There's a woman in some place called Cotswold, uh, England, somewhere in the UK. Um, and she, does lashes like she teaches people how to how to put on lashes she puts lashes on for you she has a whole lash business right initially her business was called Cotswold lashes by Tiffany but as she was moving along in her business when you start out your business the first time the ideas you had when when you started are not necessarily the ones you're going to have later so she kind of changed it up later she changed her business name from Cotswold lashes me Hi, one true, hi, one true empress. Hi, babe, I haven't seen you in a minute. 
she changed it to beauty by tiffany and she she got a trademark or at least applied for a trademark for beauty by tiffany in three classes one was cosmetics for for like eye cosmetics eyeliner lashes things like that two was education in cosmetic beauty so teaching people how to put on lashes and the third was beauty treatment so she filed a trademark application for beauty by tiffany in these three marks in the uk where she lives here is the problem tiffany's is not just in the united states tiffany's is all over the world especially in the uk i think in london alone they have 15 stores um and tiffany's while they primarily sell jewelry they have several trademarks with tiffany in them three of them outside of jewelry being cosmetics soaps and perfumes and miss tiffany parman's um trademarks are in cosmetics education in cosmetic beauty and beauty treatment so i messy time so when tiffany and co found out that tiffany parsons had filed a trademark for beauty by tiffany they were like hey 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 um we have a beauty trademark in in the uk it is a common name but tiffany's um actually let me take a pause it is a common name but you can trademark a common name in your category as long as it's not common in your um in your industry so if you take a thing like apple apple is a trademarked name in the tech industry but you would not be able to trademark apple if you were an apple farmer right tiffany is not a word that is inherent to jewelry meaning it is not you know a natural word that comes up in jewelry it just so happens that someone with the name tiffany built a big brand for themselves under jewelry right um so tiffany's they they have these trademarks and in different areas jewelry cosmetics soaps perfume if let's say there was um let's go back to the apple um to the to the apple example if i was an apple farmer and i wanted to have a name for my apples i would not be able to call my apples apples and trademark it i could tell them as apples but i would not be able to trademark it yes key craftique they can, you can trademark in different industries that's why i said tiffany parman she tried to trademark beauty by tiffany in three classes cosmetics education, and beauty treatments and tiffany's they have trademarks for jewelry, cosmetics, just like the one by Tiffany for soaps and perfume. So their categories, their classes, they are clashing with each other, right? There, it's it's like having it's like when you're in class and somebody else has your name in the same class. You can get confused, um, and that's what you do not want in the marketplace. You don't want your mark confused with someone else in the Tiffany's um, and Co they uh, they were you know they filed an opposition they said hey hey we're tiffany's we spend 50 million dollars a year on ads we have built our name up we are all over the world and for this person to try and get a trademark in an area where we already have one there is going to be confusion people may see beauty by tiffany and think that it is something that is done by tiffany and co which it is not so what do you think happened who do you think won do you think beauty by tiffany got got the trademark or do you think that tiffany the 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 
jewelry giant got their way? Who do you think won? Who do you think? Who do you think? And while, and this is a case of David versus Goliath. This is the case of a very, very large company um, going after a small person. But um, one true empress thinks Tiffany's one. But it doesn't matter how big or how small your opponent is. You always need to defend your mark. If you were here earlier in the week, we talked about the um, the market, or was it last week? This marketing. Um, this marketing company that had created a Super Bowl ad, they had been in business for like 11 years and they did a Super Bowl ad, their business shot up, but, and, but there was another company with their same name and they, they knew that they were out there, but they never paid attention to them because it was a smaller company and they ended up losing the trademark to their name. Um, so everybody thinks that Tiffany's won. Keycraft Teak said she don't have the money to fight them. Well, you guys are right. Tiffany and Co. Did, Tiffany and Co. did win, and I don't necessarily think that was that was the wrong decision because Tiffany and Co. already has these long-standing trademarks in the UK for cosmetics. They sell perfume. They sell perfume at some of their stores, as well as they sell watches and stuff. So we don't know if Tiffany's may later go out into cosmetics. Remember, Tiffany's has been purchased by LVMH. Maybe LVMH wants to start a Tiffany's cosmetics line. Um, so t- the the beauty by Tiffany was not um, was not accepted, and Tiffany and Co. wins the day with their Tiffany trademark. Okay, do we have any questions about that? So this is a this is a, a great example of being careful about your categories when you're trademarking. You can trademark a common word. It's very it, it is possible to trademark a common word, but it has to be in an in, an uncommon industry for that word. So if I work in the hair industry, I can't trademark comb or you know weave or things like that. But I you know I don't know maybe I could trademark hammer if I come up with a new hair tool or something. I don't know, but does that make sense? Let me know if that makes sense to you guys. My nose is itchy. All right, um, and we have one more story, it, uh, and it's I call it a vintage story. Oh, uh, Danielle said jewelry giant. I missed your comment, Danielle. Yes, jewelry giant. Uh, we have one more story that's you know it's a bit of nostalgia for me. Does anybody in the audience, if you remember? Using the the white pages or the yellow pages when you were growing up, uh, well, let's just say yellow pages. Give me a Y in the comments. If you remember using the yellow pages when you were growing up, give me a Y in the comments, okay? Um, <laughs> you remember, once you remember, yes. Um, if you'll remember, thank you for the Y, Nessie Todd. If you'll remember... The, white, the yellow pages often came with the white pages, right? Thank you for the whys, everybody. And the white pages, they had the list of all the businesses in your areas, right? Thank you for the why, AP Jackson. All right. So if you, were, if you remember, like, I, I was such like a nerdy kid. I would sit there and, like, read the phone book. But when you would go and look at the businesses, um... Oh, hold on. We have a question. So if she trademarks it for hair and just teach cosmetics, she can do that, right? Yeah, she can teach cosmetics. She can teach cosmetics. She can do all of these things. She can sell them, but she cannot trademark this, right? 
She can't trademark it. Now, um, the, the problem is Beauty by Tiffany, there is a likelihood of confusion. So T- Tiffany's may want to um, get an injunction to keep her from using that name at all. That's something that you can do. Um, all right, let's move forward. So if you remember, uh, when, you know, the phone book, when you were listing the businesses, they were all listed in alphabetical order. And back then for businesses, if they wanted to be at the top of the list in the phone book, they would give themselves like, you know, um, names that would appear at the top of the list. So you would see like, I don't know. So in this case, we have a party that's called triple oh aaa wholesale transmissions okay i remember in the full book you would have aaaa a1 anything to aa anything to get you at the top right and this was like what in in the 80s so we have a case of what used to work in the past coming to bite you in the butt in the future so there is a company out of florida they're called AAA Wholesale Transmissions or AAA Wholesale Transmissions. They do auto repair. Um, they've been in business for 20 years. They cho- like they chose AAA because they wanted to be at the top um, of the phone book. Here's the problem. The phone book is pretty much useless now, right? We have the internet. We have Google. We have search engines. We don't really need the phone book to find places that are near us. Um, how, but it's also because the world is becoming smaller, pe- things are more at reach. It's, it's more likely for things to become, con- um, to get confused and triple a triple a, you know, that company that you call when you lock your keys in your car, like I do all the time, or you have a flat or you need a tow. They have filed a trademark infringement suit against AAA Wholesale Transmissions Auto Repair. AAA actually does this a lot. They have filed more than 400 trademark infringement suits since the 1980s because you had all of these companies that were naming themselves AAA. What? Ooh, hold on. My Facebook just went out. Sorry, Facebook. Yes, because in... um. So yes, AAA has filed more than 400 uh, in trademark infringement lawsuits since the 80s because so many companies were naming themselves AAA whatever you do to get to the top of the list. Now, AAA themselves, yep, more than 400 One True Empress. AAA themselves, they own uh, more than 150 registered trademarks, including one in auto repair. So if AAA does auto repair and they have a trademark in it, having a company out here called AAA Wholesale Transmissions could be confusion to their brand. Because if I'm driving around Florida, wherever I am, and I see AAA Wholesale Transmissions, I'm conditioned because from the time I've born, I've always known AAA. I'm like, oh, they must be affiliated with AAA. That's the argument. That That's basically what AAA is saying with this trademark infringement, right? So they have, um, they have sued AAA Wholesale Transmissions, um, or they did file a suit, and AAA Wholesale Transmissions, they don't want smoke with AAA, so they now have to change, um, all of their stuff. Um, they're go, they're gonna have to change their name and figure out something else. So, in this, in this digital age, 
being, you know, naming yourself something that is at the top of the alphabet isn't necessarily going to get you seen. What can a company do in this day and age to try and get themselves to the top? Because being, being, at, being at the top of the phone book doesn't really matter anymore. What could they do as a company? What could they do? My, one of my ideas was maybe name it after the neighborhood that you're in. Because I know when I'm looking for something that's close to me, I'll be like, you know, I don't know, auto repair in Hyattsville, which is a re- which is where I live. Or, you know, res- Mexican restaurants in Washington, D.C. What are some other ways that, that they might be able to... So if you have, like, your name... In, so it... Sorry. I'm stumbling over my words. So going back to my thing of saying searching for my neighborhood, if I was looking for auto repair in Hyattsville, Hyattsville auto repair, if the company named themselves that would probably to jump to the top of the list. So what are some ways that AAA wholesale transmissions could change their name that would also get them more seen? Um, Keycraftique said, use AAAB maybe. <laughs> I don't think that's enough. Um, I like. I, I think AAA wants them to stop using AAA altogether. Uh, so, what could they do to get themselves to the top of a Google search? What do we think? Because the old methods of of the phone book don't work anymore. You can't just name yourself AAA or quadruple A or double A, and you know think that you're going to jump to the top. Any ideas, guys? Like I said, my idea is change your business name to the neighborhood that you live in, um, because people are people like to find things that are close to them. Um, but if you have any other ideas, I'm all here for it, guys, because that's our last story. Ooh, and it's and I'm off tomorrow. I ain't broadcast tomorrow. As much as I love y'all, my Fridays are mine, so I'm very excited to have Friday off. At least in the evening, I still got to go to work. <laughs> All right, we don't have any. We don't have any ideas as to how. Well, I guess this is why people are, you know, teaching marketing all over the place because it's a brand new world. People, the old methods of getting yourself seen don't necessarily work, so we have to come up with new methods of getting ourselves seen out there. And that's why I be on here live streaming because I want y'all to know about me and what I do. So if you like what I do on here, if you like this show, if you like my services, tell your friends, invite them to the show. Go visit Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm to see all the things that I have that are um, going on. Join me on Monday for the second installment of Logos 101 with the founder of Seedbox Digital, Martine Mango. She is a marketing beast, an expert, and she is going deep, giving us a deep dive into the psychology of logos and the seven types that there are and how to choose the right one for you. Um, so you can find all of the things I do again at Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm. Come to my vir- virtual vision board party happening on Sunday. There are still invitations available. Um, oh, Keycraft you're so sweet. You said you are so helpful. I need this info. I'm glad that I could help you. Um, so come to my virtual vision board party invitations at Linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. Keycraft trying to learn to trademark my name. Um, Keycraft set up a free 15 minute consultation using the link in my bio and we can talk about that. Okay. I've got some, um, things that will help you have a great weekend. 
be good to yourselves get some rest drink your water get your sleep um bye guys <laughs>